Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. And yes, we are a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And we're broadcasting live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Let me introduce our crew to you guys. If you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, I'm sorry we're keeping you uh, awake, Captain Brett. That was a, that was a little yawn you are holding back there. But yes, Captain Brett Bartlett from the Tampa Bay area, 32 years for the Tampa Police Department. Thanks, Captain for being on the show, former Internal Affairs Commander and the Criminal Intelligence Bureau, and also Agent Colin Schmidt, retired FBI, all the way from California. Yes, he's doing the famous wave. Can you guys place the wave? Yes, can you? You know where it came from. So thanks for being on the show, guys. Appreciate it. A shout out to our sponsors, Motion DSP, Gulls, GlobalOrdinance.com, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, and we're fueled by Bang Energy. Now, speaking of Bang Energy, yes, I have a new drink out. Now, this is called... What do we got? The strawberry limoncello, but it is a meltdown. Look, everybody, look at all the look at all the bang energies here. We are having what are we having today, Colin? What is it called? A we are having a gang bang. Booyah. Booyah. What what flavor what flavor do you have, Colin? I have purple I have purple haze. Don't right, judge me, rain, but it's haze, very tasty. Thing. Brett, do you, I know you don't have your readers on, but do you can wild and watermelon. Oh, that, you know, that fits. When I look at Brett, I think a wild and something. So yeah, that fits. So that was my, that was my, uh, stage, uh, stage name back right. when I was dancing. <laughs> so hey, look, no, so this, no unicorns for me. No uniform. Right. So yeah, I usually I'll, I'll drink the rainbow unicorn a lot, but look, the meltdown here. Now look, my wife likes the meltdowns and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a girly drink, but let me tell you, it's a smaller can. It's only 225 milligrams of caffeine as opposed to the 300 that the uh, regular bang has. And, and, and Brett likes to drink the, the decaffeinated, which is like the booze. That's V-O-O-Z. But look, yeah, it's only 225 milligrams. And this stuff is potent, man. The meltdowns are a great drink. And they've got cool flavors in the meltdowns like uh, rosé, rosé. It tastes kind of like a, like, a, like a wine cooler. That's what my wife likes them. They're really cool. But anyhow, so I'm drinking the meltdown. So thanks, Bang, for the, uh, you know, for the energy. Hey, a shout-out to Brian Burns with the uh, free press for character content. Thanks, Brian. And also Ray Dietrich with Red Voice Media at redvoicemedia.com. You know, we're streaming the eight locations right now. No, YouTube is absolutely not one of those. Uh, we were canceled by YouTube, but that is fine because there are a bunch of losers over there, and they're not, and they, they don't indulge free speech. But that said, three of the eight locations belong to Red Voice Media, and those three Facebook pages alone have about one million followers. So take that, YouTube. You're not hurting us at all. Uh, so thanks to Ray Dietrich and Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. Guys, we have a great lineup. And hey, we are today giving away two $50 Galls gift cards. So we're going to be doing those one of those at the bottom of the hour by a call-in. So producer Jimmy is going to be giving out the phone number of the call in order to get that one. And the second one we're going to be giving away, it's going to be uh, through the software, the StreamYard software that we're using. So our people that are watching the show, like Laya is on right now, but you have to post. So you have to post a message and it's going to include the word Galls. That's G-A-L-L-S. It cannot include a past winner. We had somebody else that won last week, so it cannot include a past winner. But look, if you guys want to enter automatically, type in a message that has the word Galls, G-A-L-L-S. And when we run the uh, search on the software, you'll automatically be included in the random drawing. So there you have it. So I'm waiting for people to start typing that in. So guys, our very first topic that we, uh, and George, George just logged in. I don't know if you heard that or not, but you got to type in George in order to enter for the contest. So look, our first commentary is going to be at lawoffice.com. We have criminal defendants sent for court-ordered psych evals soar. So listen to this. It's written by a guy named Steve Pomper. 
Judges can order mental health evaluation if there's a question about a criminal defendant's competency. And reportedly, both initial referrals and the subsequent findings of not mentally competent to stand trial are increasing. So what's increasing? The amount, uh, the frequency in which judges are having people getting psyche valves and also the findings of people being held mentally incompetent to stand trial. Those are both going up. They're skyrocketing. According to the Seattle Times, and I know we're in Washington State, so we expect a lot of the, the whack jobs from there in California to, be, you know, to, to, to meet the criteria. But according to the Seattle Times, over the past decade, in King County, Washington, felony mental health referrals have risen 155% and 108% for misdemeanors. And the author is asking, is it a coincidence that court-ordered mental health assessments and diversions have been increasing at the same time Soros-funded prosecutors have also been increasing nationwide? He says, it seems that these radical leftist officials will do anything to defer, divert, or simply release criminal defendants after they somehow manage to get arrested. And how is this aspect of the mental health referral increase not a thing? Is it hard to believe these non-prosecutors would use mental health diversion as another tool to non-prosecute. Interesting uh, hypothesis. A University of Washington professor who's the director of the Center of Mental Health Policy and the Law at UW Medicine said that uh, about the rise of mental health diversions, that really is a million-dollar question, is it? Even the Times titled this article, The Puzzling Rise of Defendants Too Sick to Stand Trial in Washington. Puzzling. So the director added that in Washington state, we know that we have a higher prevalence of mental illness and lower access to treatment than any of the other states. So that's definitely not something to be proud of. Then now jump into Massachusetts, Massachusetts Mental Health Center in Boston. So a well-respected nationally uh, consultant, Massachusetts forensic and clinical psychologist who's also worked in California, go figure, says that not only are the initial competency referrals going up, but the findings of incompetent to stand trial are also rising. So it's not just isolated to Seattle or Washington state. So is this a thing? You know, we've talked about on the show before about over, look, I started my law enforcement career back in 1983. There was all kinds of facilities where we could take people, bank rack them. They got the kind of mental health, you know, uh, services and, and the treatment they needed. But now I think it's fairly safe to say that we're all aware that we really institutionalize in prisons, what I'm talking about, people that have mental health illnesses. Um, we're not fixing the problem. We're just like putting them away in an institution. And when they get out, the problem still exists. Commentary, guys, what do you guys think? I know we actually have two uh, two experts in this field. Colin and Brett, go ahead, guys. Uh, well, I, I just want to, you know, talk a little bit of a war story here. Back when I was a deputy U.S. Marshal in Washington, D.C., we used to have to go do the psych holds and pick up people and take them to St. Elizabeth's, which is where uh, Hinckley would have to, was, was at. And oh. I actually, I saw him walking around on the, uh, on the grounds there. But the point is, St. Elizabeth's has been closed. So now the, the psych holds and all that, guess where they're going? They're going right into the D.C. jail system. So the bottom line is that, that for whatever reason, they're closing all these mental hospitals, which are, are used you know, to treat these people. Then the other thing about Washington State is the word's out. If you're homeless and you want to do drugs, you go to Washington, you go to Oregon, and you come to sunny California. So uh, these uh, crazy left-wing liberal prosecutors are going to have to decide, are, are they going to protect this community and society, or are they going to f continue to virtue signal? Wow, that's a great that's a great story that you that you had, and they closed the it just it just backs up what what we already know is true, Brett. You know, I remember those days. All of a sudden, we saw all these people out on the street. You know, uh, Chattahoochee, North Florida closed up. All these, and and you know, right that that was our mental health, uh, Chattahoochee. I I feel sorry for a lot of these street folks, um, and and I think this: if you can get them treated. 
and keep them out of the criminal justice system, right on. It's cheaper. So from a capitalist perspective, it's cheaper. But since this is coming out of Washington State, I'm suspect about their motives. And Colin is right. When, when, when everybody starts hearing about it, they do more. I remember, Chip, at the old uh, juvenile intake. Remember uh, W.T. Edwards? Jack the kids learned. The kids learned. If the, if the intake person said, are you going to kill yourself? Yes. And that's it. We're, we're out. We're out. We had to go take them to a whole different place. And we used to tell them, quit asking the daggum question. <laughs> All you're doing is turning them away. Uh, but I, I think if, if they're on the street, they need help, as much help as society can give them. Uh, not that I care about people or anything like that. Uh, not a big fan of people. But simply because <laughs> this, it's cheaper to treat them than to put them in the criminal justice system. Thank you. And, you know, call. I mean, I'm glad. It's nice to have seasoned people on the show. And look, a lot of people say, well, look, let me just start off by saying if you're active, you're not going to be able to talk and tell it like it is because you're accountable to an agency that you're working at. So you're really not going to get the true the true blue words out of, out of someone that's active. So that's always an issue. But here is an example of how it's paying off. These guys that are on the show, um, you know, including myself, look, we remember what it, what it was like, and we see, we've seen the difference. And, and now the new law enforcement guys, they just can't appreciate how it used to be, and, and they, don't know, they don't know what they're missing out on or how the problem got this bad. But, but the light bulb's going off in our head. So, Colin. You know, every time I drive down in my neighborhood, I see a – on the main highway, I see a homeless guy. I feel sorry for that person, right? I don't know if they're there by choice. I don't know if, if life brought them there, but they need help, and, and we can maybe help them. Yeah. So a guy that's the guy that steals something to eat, living on the street. All right, you're not supposed to be stealing, but where is the furtherance of justice by prosecuting that guy? And again, I know that's a small segment of the problem, but you know, just take care of those folks. So, Colin, well, yeah. have we dropped the ball as, as a society? Have we dropped the ball in putting these guys in this position? Well, absolutely. They talk about <clears throat> compassion. You know, oh, compassion. We have to have compassion for these people. How is it compassionate to have them living in a tent under a a, a, a bridge or having them uh, with their arm, their hand out? And and you know, and you know, I think we all know. You can tell if he's truly homeless and and distressed by that by how his shoes look. You know, that was that's always generally the dead giveaway. But uh, the other thing, uh, they, they thought, oh, well, Thorazine was going to be the catch-all. Well, we just, we just pump them full of Thorazine. That's going to fix everything. And now they're figuring out, well, Thorazine doesn't work. It actually makes it worse. So I'm not qualified to talk in depth about that because you've got to be a pharmacologist or a psychiatrist. But the bottom line is uh, that all this money is being pumped into, the, into these goodwill, feel-good stuff. How about just get back to the stuff that worked for 200 years? You have to have a facility. You have to staff it full of people who know what to do and know how to handle these people, especially young cops. Do not know to how to interact with crazy homeless people. They don't get any training. They don't get anything. And the only ones that really know how to do it is if they have crazy uh, family members. And then they, they pretty much know how to, to deal with these people. But the bottom line is there has to be we have to do something different. It's not working. And you remember this, Colin, the Thorazine Shuffle. Remember that? The Thorazine Shuffle. Wow, that's pretty good, guys. All right, well, look, uh, we got more stuff coming up, guys. Stick with us. Commercial break. We will be right back. All right, you know, Motion DSP, they've been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years with a robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. Now, Motion DSP software is easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and with Spotlight's one-click automating tracking feature, it pretty much automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, and it, it makes users 
quickly be able to process the videos and you can achieve results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight, it's built specifically for redaction. It works with video from any camera source and, and the process of blurring faces and other, other identify, uh, identifiable information saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame -frame redaction. And the forensic enhancement software, that does the opposite. It enhances the software that you're trying to process and you can take a uh, horrible video and you can make it uh, visually evident just for a uh, qualify for the video um, uh, valid for evidence for low quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products and all these uh, capabilities by simply going to motiondsp.com. Uh, let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific healthcare needs? The answer is simple. Contact mymedicare.live or call area code 813-245-6656 especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby, meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays, find plans that your doctors accept, and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, mymedicare.live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we have even a uh, even a, one of our streamers, Rudy, uh, Rudy Rude Mark, said that the problem with the system is behavioral centers pretty much release as quick as possible after you bake rack them. Wow, I think... Uh, Rudy's on the something. And look, for our streamers, including Rudy, guys, we're doing a Gauls gift card giveaway for $50. So if you guys want to enter the contest, simply type in a message like what Rudy just did, but include the word Gauls, G-A-L-L-S. And when we run that, it'll uh, our software will scan all the comments that include the word Gauls in them. It will not count duplicates, but at least do that one time. So uh, Rudy, do that. George, Leah, all these guys that are streaming and making comments, you've got to make that post with the word galls in it and no repeat winners from last week. I think Anthony won last week. So, um, so guys, if we've exhausted the last topic, let's move on to the next one then. And we've got a lot of good, good articles coming up. So on police one.com Florida deputy who was fired, then acquitted over the use of force. He actually gets his job back. So let's jump down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, I know yesterday we had a story in Lauder Hill, but this is Fort Lauderdale sheriff's deputy who was acquitted of battery and banging a teenager's head into the payment, he's allowed to return the work with full back pay as an arbitrator is ruled. And, you know, we talk about a lot of times the agency head is just, you know, you're just better off for the sake of liability, letting the guy go and let him battle to get it back with an arbitrator or whatever. And so this apparently is what happened. The Broward County Sheriff's Office said that Deputy Christopher or Kirkovich was expected to return the work on Wednesday. So he's a detective or was a detective. He was fired by Sheriff uh, Gregory Tony in 2019 after the incident across the street from the J.B. Uh, Taravella High School in Coral Springs was captured on body-worn camera, and then, of course, the video went viral. So prosecutors said that DeLuca Roll, who was then a teenage high school student, was reaching for the cell phone of somebody else who was being arrested, and he was then pepper-sprayed and thrown to the ground uh, by another officer. They said it was uh, Kirkovich who used excessive force to grab him when Roll was already on the ground. The arbitrator wrote that the optics of the event, although they were disturbing, but of course, you know, use of force never looks good. He said that the arbitrator also said that it was abundantly clear that the agency, BSO, had failed to establish that there was just cause for termination of Deputy Kirkovich uh, by clear and convincing evidence. So that's the standard of, uh, of evidentiary law that he held. Now, the, the charge was a first-degree misdemeanor battery, and in July of 2022, a six-member jury, jury unanimously found that Kirkovich was not guilty of either unlawfully slamming the kid's uh, head on the, on the pavement or punching him in the head or both uh, for a conviction. So that's the way it ended. Uh, commentary, uh, Captain Brett. You know, I, what I like, the, the arbitrator wrote, he said, 
uh, the use of force by law enforcement and making an arrest is never pretty. Oh, that is so true. You've never watched a resist video and, and, and went, wow, that, that looks nice. That just looks nice. It's always ugly. It's always heated. I don't know why he took 42 pages to come up with this. I guess he's justifying his existence. Now, having been on the, on the good end of an arbitrator, as you well know, Chip, back when I was asked to leave uh, EPD that one time. They asked nicely, though. They said, yeah, you know, we're not going to need you. So I got my job back, and it was, uh, thank goodness for arbitrators, thank goodness for the union and, and, the, and the binding arbitration. But you know, you know what it used to be at TPD, Chip, and I'm not going to tell you which chief or several chiefs, it was this. Let's just fire that guy, and if he gets his job back, that's not our problem. I can see that. It's, it's so much easier. Just yeah. fire that guy right there, and, and, and the, the public will be placated, right? Maybe they'll go leave us alone. And in a year from now, when that guy gets his job back, we just won't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Colin. Well, what I've noticed here is, is it has something to do. It's around a school. It's Broward County, you know, the Parkland shooting and all the chaos that went down with that. And then obviously the, the, uh, the, the deputy uh, was recently acquitted uh, for his role or a role not doing anything in that case. That's probably for a topic for another show. So it's obvious that the, the, sh the sheriff there was trying to placate the public. Let's fire this guy, it was around the school, this, that, and the other. But it but also comes back to the problems of the chaos and the chaotic behavior of these people. I mean, he was getting ready. Another person was being arrested and this other guy stuck his nose into it and got involved. And then he was restrained in, in an unpretty manner. Well, let's take a step back and it's like, hey, everybody, just, just respect the police. Get out of their way, let them do their job, and stop acting foolish. You know, I, I know that Captain Brett said that use of force is never pretty, but I do distinct, I distinctly remember on one occasion when a guy got tasered and he was jumping a fence at the time and he, and he landed on the ground and it was concrete. And I remember Brett making a remark of like the sound of like a watermelon, like busting open on the ground or something. I, and I, I, that's just the image that comes to my mind. So I don't know that I would necessarily agree that it's never pretty Brett, but I, I don't know. Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah. When that guy's coconut popped open, man, I'm, I still wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night thinking about that horrible sound. It was, it was just a wet squish pop. Oh, it's just nasty. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> we, we, we wanted to say to the public, if you'll just obey us, you won't have these troubles. Yeah. Wasted oxygen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Good, good commentary guys. And Hey, look on that, uh, uh motion DSP ad, a lot of words. I got, I got a short amount of time to read the ads through. So I kind of butchered it a little bit, but to, on, in, 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 in all fairness to motion DSP, uh, when Brett and I used to do criminal intelligence work, we used to do organized crime, public corruption and adult entertainment. Believe it or not, all three of those are heavily tied in, at least in Tampa. Yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of video. We never went to court. I mean, hardly ever because we videotaped and audiotaped everything that we did. There was just no purpose in the bad guys taking the case to court. No, they didn't. They didn't stand a chance with video evidence. Right. So Brett and I were big fans uh, of using this kind of a uh, technology. We even uh, we worked with the FBI. They actually gave FBI gave us some uh, pretty cool equipment, uh, Colin, uh, to be able to do some of the stuff. Uh, I actually got busted in a strip club. Uh, and Brett and I had a little system that we uh, we saved we saved the day. Well, maybe we'll tell that story in a second. Uh, but my point is, is that uh, enhancement and redaction video software, which is what Motion DSP does. I'm telling you, man, this is this stuff is like gold. You can protect the identities of undercovers like us or the informants that you're using. 
you can't go into court of law and have those people pop up or, or, or give it to the defense and they're going to, you know, freeze frame it and print it out and give it to every, you know, strip club or bad guy's office in the country, right? So you want to protect identity. So very important software and it's very easy to use, motiondsp.com. Another commercial break, guys, um, and we will be right back. All right, guys, hey, it's time to talk about Gauls at Gauls.com slash Leo. Hopefully, Captain Brett Bartlett can help me out with this one. So, hey, look, Gauls, if you guys haven't heard about Gauls, and you certainly have from our show, you should know that they are the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. And as Captain Brett Bartlett always says, uh, for law enforcement, they pretty much have everything but guns and ammunition. So wh what's going on at Gauls this week, Captain? Well, Chip, just when you thought they had it all, now they have a full line of canine equipment, canine accessories. So they, they, they pushed right past the, well, we've got everything. Now they have everything. And, and, and uh, uh, if you don't need it, they, uh, I'm sorry, if they don't have it, you don't need it. Now, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. If you're wearing a duty belt, guys, everything you have on there, including the duty belt, uh, could or has come from Gauls. So yeah, Gauls.com slash Leo, guys, please, please check it out. Now, hey, look. Our newest uh, advertiser and sponsor, GlobalOrdnance.com. So get ready for a coupon code from Global Ordnance, your ultimate destination for ammo. Now, GlobalOrdnance.com provides high-quality ammunition for all of your shooting needs, ensuring precision, reliability, and unmatched performance. So for a limited time, they're offering free shipping on all ammo orders, over $200 with their exclusive coupon code, which is... Leo Roundtable. So visit globalordnance.com today. Explore their wide selection of ammo. Use coupon code Leo Roundtable for free shipping on your order. Check it out, guys. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. So, guys, did we fully uh, deplete the oxygen level on the, last, on the last topic? And if we did, what I would like to talk about is I will even give you guys a little ticker for the people that watch the uh, video portion of our show. Exumber Defense Solutions at ExumberDefense.com. And then we're going to hear from Colin Schmidt in California. Look, these guys are doing God's work on opposite sides of the of the uh, U.S. of A. So, uh, Brett, if people want to find out more information about you, unmute that microphone and uh, tell them how they can find you and what you're doing. Sure. Just go to my website, uh, www.exumberdefense.com. There's a tab they can click. It says Contact Me, and it's got a drop-down menu of things that they might need to put your contact information, and I'll get it almost immediately. Now, Brett, you got to tell them what you're doing because, you know, if you leave it hanging like that, you're going to have a lot of single women that are contacting you and your wife's going to get all upset and stuff. So you need to clarify a little bit, narrow it down for us. You're right, Chip, and I'm tired of being a victim. So what I do, I do uh, uh, firearms training. I do um, uh, private uh, investigations. I do expert testimony on gun cases, things like that. Um, just anything you need, I can do it. Now, you're a K trainer, too. Am I correct on that? Yep. Firearm instructor. Uh, so I can uh, I can recall. PIs and security officers here in Florida. I'm also a state of Florida police instructor. So I do a lot of Leosa recalls. I've got about 260 names on that list. So uh, it keeps me above ground. Yep. A couple of years I do a, uh, I teach uh, firearms in the Academy and twice a year I teach a very long week and a half class teaching uh, police, how to be a police instructor. Beautiful. So he, he, he trains the trainers guys, very talented. So, Hey, thanks. Thanks Brett. Now, Moving to the other side of the country, let's hit up uh, uh, Colin Schmidt with Cronus. So uh, tell, us about, tell us about how people can track you down and what you're doing over there in California. Uh, Cronus Investigation, it's my PI firm, but I also specialize in fraud investigations and fraud due diligence or fraud risk assessment. So uh, anything fraud related, I can uh, uh, provide that service. Uh, I can be found on the website at Cronus 
chronosinv.com. That's C H R O N O S I N V.com. And I can also add, uh, add, offer expert testimony. So there's my card. Of course, it's backwards, but anyway. So, but yes, uh, Cronus Investigations and right out of the, the wonderful, beautiful Marietta, Marietta, California. Hey, you know, there's a lot of guys that need expert, you know, testimony. You know, we cover a lot of guys that are getting jammed up. I mean, and cops and civilians. So, I mean, that expert testimony thing can come in pretty handy. I know that, uh, you know, Brett's certified with uh, GunLearn.com as well and has been doing, you know, uh, some of the same work, maybe some different categories. But, uh, uh, but yeah, what, what do you, as far as expert testimony, guys, uh, guys what do you, what, what expert testimony do you provide, Colin and then Brett? Well, I can provide expert testimony well on anything, for the most part, investigator related, but uh, specifically interview and interrogation and, uh, and fraud investigations, as well as uh, the the uh, police procedure or FBI procedure. Ah, interesting. You got the little hook on the FBI thing going there, don't you? Okay, good deal. Good deal, Brett. And you know, as you might imagine, I can rip a police report to shreds, looking for uh, inconsistencies and some problems. It's not it's not a I'm not bashing the police, but you know, sometimes. Uh, yeah. They, they leave an opening. They leave an opening that somebody can drive a truck through. So I, I take a look at that. You know, and I think it makes police better, you know, when you tell them, listen, this you can do a better job here. This is what happened. Uh, so I, I can give expert testimony on particularly guns, gun investigations, and uh, uh, police procedures and things like that. So so back, I'm going to date myself, but look, back before computers were prevalent and stuff, I mean, when I came on with the Tampa Police Department, that was back in 83, uh, They before I got there, they had computers in the cars that they, um, HCSO, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, were in Hillsborough County. Uh, they had, they were in charge of the computer system and stuff. And so some cop that was doing like a David search or something, you know, DL searches and using the equipment, not the way it was meant to use. So we had them yanked out of all of our cars. HCSO pulled the plug and, and we had to go through, you know, radio and dispatch in order to run people do, you know, 28s, you know, 29s, 27s, all that stuff. Yeah. And so, I remember if the system went down, you took your elbow and you banged it against the metal screen. Yeah. And that's that reset the modem. It was kind of it's pretty technical back then. So we had blue forms, but we had reports back then or blue reports or whatever. And I remember every once in a while, this is thank God, you know, Brett and I ended up being partners, but there were supervisors who would take red ink. You would spend all the time writing a report. They would take a red ink pen and they would like they would like make corrections. And you had to redo the freaking whole thing with black ink because, you know, you had to write your reports in black ink. You remember those guys? So, Brett, I'm may, maybe your time came at the right time because you know if you would have been a supervisor with, with you i could see you with that red ink thing dude just going oh, out I'd, have, you know? I'd have fired you for being short that would be your <laughs> oh, oh, oh. now i don't i don't know if chip if you were there maybe the different crimes had their own face sheet color they were color coded so if you screwed up uh the, the, the crime you had to redo the entire face sheet in the proper color i think red was uh crimes against persons um, um brown was auto theft i don't remember all of them and it was all color, and you had to fold them in half because that's how they—that's how they fit into the file cabinet. Yeah. So, so moving on, you know, when we were talking about Motion DSP and the software that does, you know, they it enhances you know low quality video and and um, and uh, you know then it helps for the editing and all that stuff too. So Brett and I were working in a strip club. We were doing organized crime, like I said earlier, organized crime. Uh, public corruption, adult entertainment, they all get tied in in Tampa. So Brett and I are working in the Mons Venus. So this is Joe Redner Strip Club. And so the FBI had given us a uh, a infrared uh, video camera. And this is when we had we had um, the cartridge. They were small. I think it was an 8-millimeter 
uh, cartridge that actually went in there. So that was the, t- the film. It wasn't a, a VHS tape or anything big like that. It was a small, like an eight millimeter tape that went into it. Right. Uh, of course, don't look at the Brett's holding his fingers up, showing you what the size is, but Brett's size has always been skewed. So don't pay attention to the, to the, to the breadth of the, ne- Never mind. But anyhow, so we, so anyhow, with the infrared technology, there are a couple little lights, the red lights that are going off. So I'm in the club and I'm filming and, uh, Sure enough, one of the bouncers sees this little let red light off, you know, going off, and we're filming the content. We're not, I don't think that we were doing any any enforcement action. We were just gathering intelligence. So I get busted. This guy comes up and he's like, uh, hey, you know, give me the camera. I'm like, what are you talking about? Give me the camera. Give me the camera. And so, Brett, do I have this right, Brett? I was the one that got stopped, and you're the guy that was behind me, right? Can I tell it? I do it more color. You do it. Tell it. Tell it. You do it better. Yeah. Go so ahead. the guy, the guy, he's about, he don't know where the cops, he just thinks we're freaks. So, I stood up, got between uh, Chip and the bouncer, and I said, I told my little piece of crap buddy not to bring that in. We were going to get in big trouble. The whole time, my hand is behind my back. And and I, and so uh, he takes the tape out and slips it into my hand. And I say, <laughs> I say Chip, you're on your own. I'm out of here. You can deal with this all by yourself. So I went out, locked the tape in the car, and, and finally the guy – and Chip even showed the guy, there's no tape in it. See, we're just, we're just a couple of freaks just having to do it. We, got, we had our throwdown dates. Remember, we used to pay the, the, pay the, uh, the uh, convicted prostitutes to go along with us yeah. to cool us down a little bit. Anyway, it was a great day. Hey, hey Brett, that wasn't the tape I put in your hand. It was, it was scary. <laughs> and hard. Thank you, Jimmy. And I took it to the car. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that was a great. That was a great story. So quick thinking, and, and yeah, I just the guy thought we were like the biggest perverts because we're in there filming without. He thinks you know we're filming without film being in the camera, just like that's what we air. learned. Tape over the red light. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did, and we did do that. Yeah, didn't we? Oh. So yeah. So thanks to Colin and the FBI for uh, putting us in that position. We never would have been in that position in the Mons Venus had it not been for Colin and the great folks down at the FBI giving us that fancy equipment. So thank you. So. Anyhow, we got to tell these little stories. And we, apparently, our, our fan base is telling us that they want to hear more of these stories where we're trying to appease you guys. So, um, so look, moving along here, we've got a story with the video component. Look, it's hardly covered news items today without there being one. So we'll de- describe in great detail for our radio and podcast listeners what's going on. So at Rumble.com, our, our favorite law enforcement video channel called This Is Better, Daytona Police released a body cam video as an officer arrests a suspect from a triple homicide shooting. Oh, you're back. Get on your back. I am on it. Four on central, say uh, signal zero over there, too. Get on your back. I'm on the back. Put your hands behind your back. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Stay right there. Hey, uh, just secure that. Or actually, just, just stay right there with it. Four on central, don't mail attention to him. So yeah, Daytona Beach Police. So yes, we're in Florida. Released this camera footage on uh, of a Wednesday morning's uh, deadly triple shooting in Daytona Beach. So the suspect Jerome Anderson he calls nine one one himself though says that he shot someone around six thirty in the morning, and the thirty eight year old is accused of shooting and killing three people. It gives their names, and they're you know a forty three year old, a sixty five year old, and a thirty six year old. So he's arrested on three counts of first degree premeditated murder and possession of weapon and ammo by a convicted felon. So he's a prohibited person, cannot have either. 
Uh, the body cam video released on Thursday shows the arrest. But here's the hilarious thing. Uh, in the 38-second video, a police officer is seen approaching Anderson, our bad guy, who's lying on the front lawn of the home. Now, the article says, the cop says, get on your back, get on your back, and that Anderson flips over and puts his hands behind his back. And, and that's what it says happened. Well, let me tell you, that's what the article says happened. That's not exactly what happened in the video. So let me tell you what really happened. So our cop approaches the bad guy and he says, hey, get on your back. And the cop yells us at the bad guy two times. But the bad guy responds, I am. And the cop says, get on your back again for the third time. But now the cop is pointing a gun at the bad guy, which makes it a little interesting because the bad guy doesn't know if he's not going to get shot for not complying. So the, the bad guy says, I am on my back. Guess what? The bad guy was on his back the whole time. So the office, look, this story is about to get really, really good. We're going to do our last commercial break, and we'll be right back. Stick with us, guys. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and is the only company that offers a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level, become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like our Captain Brett Bartlett here. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy. And their training is approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and also firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've found everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for yourself and all the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at absolutely no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com if you haven't been there before you'll be glad that you did gunlearn.com all right guys welcome back to the leo roundtable law enforcement talk show we're still live from the boss hog radio studios in plant city florida you know we left off talking about a real bad guy uh he's a murderer they're going you know 10 15 arresting him and stuff he calls 911 and he's like turning himself in but the cop runs up on him with a gun and tells him to get on his back twice the guy's laying on his back he says i am Cops says, get on your back again. The guy goes, I am on my back. And then the officer, he's on dis talking to the dispatcher on his radio. And then he says, get on your back, man. I'm waiting for this 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 gun to go off with the bad guy. And, and then you look at the bad guy's uh, face, and it's like it's like he the fear of God comes over him, and he, he thinks he's going to get shot. And he just all of a sudden figures out that the cop he, you know wants him to, to, to roll over on his stomach instead of his back. And uh, so then as soon as he flips over on his stomach, he, the cop says, put your hands behind your back, which is, I think, what the cop was trying to say in the, fir in the first place. And uh, anyhow, uh, on the ground nearby was a gun and a cell phone. Police said that Wednesday they found this guy holding a cell phone in one hand and the gun in the other. And at the time of the shooting, Anderson had an active warrant for aggravated battery and tampering with a witness. So a bona fide bad guy. It's just kind of amusing how I guess the cop was just so excited. I don't know how often he's been in the action, but he did not know what he was saying, Brett. Uh, it was like a cognitive break. He was, he was. I think he meant to say, "Put your hands behind your back," but he did, he kept saying, "Get on your back." And the guy's going, "I am on my back." It reminded me of the scene from Super Troopers, where they <laughs> where they had pulled over these potheads, and they're and they're yelling, "Pull it over!" And the kids yelling, "I am pulled over." It was just kind of funny. But yeah, that the in this video, the bad guy's eyes were that big around. He thought, "Wow, this is it. The guy, this guy's going to take me right now." It is scary. I mean, it was just scary calling. Yeah, I mean, when you're that amped up, I mean, and it, it, you could tell even from his voice that the, the cop was just so amped up because he knew what who he was arresting. 
He knew this guy was truly, truly a threat to himself and society. So, uh, you know, fortunately it ended up, you know, uh, calm and he got him arrested. But uh, that, that doesn't surprise me sometimes. I mean, it, you know, I've seen that with young agents as well. They're screaming and yelling and I'm like, and I'm looking around and going, what the hell are you talking about? You know, take a breath, bro. It's not that big. It's not that deep, you know. So, uh, but I, I give kudos for that cop. He got the, got the job done, got him arrested and nobody got hurt. Now, who's in charge of writing these these uh, art these news articles? Because you know, they leave the juicy stuff out. You know, we gotta like you know go through it with like a fine tooth comb to get all the good stuff out of it. So, making my job harder, Collins, what they're doing. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, moving along here, we've got about seven minutes here. So, let's go to our next story that also has a video component. And look, we don't have to go far. We're still at Rumble.com, and this is Butter. Uh, investigators release a video of a knife wielding man fatally shot by police inside a New Jersey home. That's good. Take a deep breath. We're good. We're still good, Luke. You're entitled to your privacy, and I want to give that to you. I want to help you. Come on, buddy. Talk to me. Come on, talk to me. Why are you you're upset about you're upset about the camera, right? You're not allowed to have the camera. I Luke. Luke. So, yeah, so this uh, man was fatally shot by, poli- by a police officer in Old Bridge earlier this year. He was holding a knife at the time and ran down a staircase with a weapon in his hands before the officer opened fire. And you can see this clearly in the, in the uh, video footage that came out on Tuesday. So police responded to a 911 call regarding a dispute. And it's at 3.09 in the afternoon. It happened on April the 24th, and it's at a home in the Lawrence Harbor section of town. So Old Bridge Police Officer Christopher Hamill uh, was met at the door by an unidentified, unidentified woman who told him that 26-year-old Luke Mendez, that this guy was upstairs. He ends up being our bad guy. The video shows at least two other people are inside the house, and they begin having a discussion about whether or not the woman was justified in placing cameras inside of her home. It always starts off with a woman. You know, so one of the other residents can be heard saying the woman was threatening Mendez, our bad guy, with the cops, you know, for calling the cops. So in the audio of the 911 call provided by Attorney General's office, the woman can be heard telling police that she wants Mendez, she wants him out of the house. So as the officer, uh, he calls up the stairs for Mendez, uh, Mendez appeared at the top of the staircase and he's holding a large knife in his hand. So Officer Hamill tells him to put it down. And when our bad guy does not, the officer pulls out his gun and tells him to relax. He asks Mendez, why he's upset, but the bad guy doesn't answer. And our cop continues to try to persuade the bad guy to drop the knife. And this goes on for about two minutes. And then Mendez just works himself up. He suddenly runs down the stairs. He's got the knife in his hand. Our cop fires three shots as our bad guy reaches the bottom of the stairs, which is where the cop is at. So Hamill uh, moves the knife away from Mendez after the bad guy shot, calls for backup. And uh, anyhow, uh, or Mendez is pronounced dead at the scene. That's the way this goes down. Uh, it goes down pretty quickly at the very end. Commentary in this, guys. Breakdown. What do you guys think? May, maybe you have any flashbacks from some of the old calls you guys were on? Colin. Well, and, and it, this is obviously a suicide by cop. Um, and I was watch, I was just watching it right before the show. And it, it was kind of heartbreaking for, for both people that were involved in it. You could see the distress in the, the knife, the guy with the knife. And then when he came down, he was holding it in a manner where he was obviously going to try to to stab, you know, where they have it dropped instead of the, uh, you know, where it has the, uh, where it's somebody who, who he had, he, he was intending on trying to hurt that officer if the officer didn't hurt him first. 
Um, and it seemed like he actually knew what he was going to do with that knife. And he had some training because he was holding it in the proper manner. So I just kind of, it was a little bit distressing even to watch it because you could tell also that, that you know, that police officer absolutely did not want to do what he had to do, but it was either him or the bad guy. Thank you. Good point. Brett? You know, right at the end, and I don't know if there were other policemen behind this guy. I know that I heard him on the radio saying they're on the way, but I, I don't know if I would have moved in so fast because when that when that uh, that young man was kind of bent over, I didn't know where that knife was, and I was concerned that at some point he was going to spin around with that knife and just cut that cop. I, I think I would have waited a little bit longer for the backup if the backup wasn't there yet. I really couldn't tell, but I don't think so. I got you. Well, look, um, we're getting ready to do a drawing for that uh, Golf's gift card. So our last call for all the people watching the show, all of our streamers, if you type in Golf's, that's G-A-L-L-S. You don't get credit for duplicates of software. We'll just find out one. It'll discount the other ones. But we have some uh, streamers that have not typed that in, like KNAR, but uh, uh, type the word in Golf's, G-A-L-L-S, before I click the button and we do that. And then producer Jimmy's going to come on. He's going to give a, uh, a phone number out for a second giveaway for the $50 Gulls gift card. All we need to do is get your uh, email address at the end of the show in order to make that happen. So that said, um, and look, uh, anything can happen, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and start the, uh, the search right now. We're just going through all the people. Uh, and there is a way to share this, and I will figure out how to do that eventually, guys, uh, in order to share this. But we've got Rudy Rue Mark is our winner. That is the random drawing on this. So Rudy Rue Mark, we need you to get your email address, so make sure that you type that in for us. And uh, you know, before we, uh, we go too much further here, why don't we go ahead and give out that phone number, uh, Jimmy, and tell them what time, when do you want them to start calling in for this? All right, folks, at the top of the hour, dial 863-225-2000. It's 863-225-2000. Now, that's the uh, Boss Hog Radio Network uh, phone number. And so, yeah, at the top of the hour. 12 noon. Right, excuse me, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Yeah, well, 1 o'clock Eastern time. We know that you guys are maybe all over the country. So, yeah, call that as, you know, when the show is over. And that way, Jimmy can, uh, he, he won't be manning the show. He'll be manning the board on the phone. So uh, that's two giveaways that we're doing. So anyhow, Rudy Roo, uh, make sure that you type in that email address so we have a way to get that electronic card to you. And guys, I got about a minute and 47 seconds. So let's see uh, what we got on the plate here. I've got an update here. California man paralyzed from run-in with police. He gets $20 million settlement. So yeah, we're in, we're in uh, college neck of the woods. This is a police one article. So Sacramento, Northern California man left paralyzed after he slammed to the ground during a traffic stop. He won $20 million in a, in a uh, settlement. And it's one of the largest in the state's history. This was announced on Tuesday. So Gregory Gross is an Army vet who lives in Yuba City. He sued the Yuba Police Department in 2022 after the cops used pain compliance techniques and expressed disbelief when he repeatedly cried out that he could not feel his legs. Uh, they dismissed it, according to the article, dismissed it when he said that he can't breathe. Um, that sounds like that might be a little bit, you know, stretching the truth a little bit. But he was faced down the lawn outside of a hospital. Uh, Gross was uh, accused of driving drunk and uh, causing a slow speed collision in 2020. Uh, we got less than a minute to talk about this, guys. But any commentary or surprise on this, Colin? Uh, sounds like it was a. It said settlement versus a uh, a, a jury decision. So uh, what's going to happen here? It's just going to fuel this fire, and you're going to start seeing more and more. I, I, you know, I don't know the merits of the case. I didn't review it, but whenever I see that word settlement, I'm like, oh boy, here they come, and then everybody and anybody who wants to make a dime is going to start coming out of the woodwork and crushing this county. Wow, yep. you're right. Twenty five okay. seconds, Brett. 
And it said, and the partner said, it's nice to have finally have closure, but in parentheses, and the 20 million is not going to hurt either. <laughs> yeah, you may be on with something there. Well, guys, any closing commentary in the uh, in the last 10 seconds that we have? And thanks to Rudy for uh, sending us the email content, you know, so we'll get that to you. And we're getting ready to have the phone callers uh, call in. A uh, couple words, uh, Colin? Stay safe out there, everybody. It's a, it's a freaking jungle. Yeah, he, he is right. Hey, uh, thanks, Colin and Brett, for being on the show. Appreciate it. You know, I usually take this time to talk about the Wounded Blue, the WoundedBlue.org. It's Lieutenant Randy Sutton's 501c3, helping cops out that are in a world of hurt, uh, suffering from PTSD or maybe other medical issues that the department's not covering for them, or maybe they're not even offered a, a disability retirement out. So the Wounded Blue, the WoundedBlue.org, if you want to get involved, maybe volunteer. Uh, they've got just a network of people that are helping out um, just massive amounts of cops all over the country. So uh, thanks to uh, thanks to you guys in advance for supporting uh, Randy's 501c3. Hey, I also want to uh, give another shout out to our sponsors, Motion DSP, Gauls Global Ordinance. Hey, that coupon code, Leo Roundtable, globalordinance.com. Check that out. MyMedicare.LiveGunLearn.com, Bang Energy, and also Ray Dietrich of Red Voice Media. If you guys haven't gone to redvoicemedia.com yet for the news, it's national news. They call it Red for a reason. It's conservative. Check it out, redvoicemedia.com. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week, guys.